Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I am your host, Cody Mori, and today, of course, we are going to continue our discussion with Ellen White, um, and we're going to get into some more of the tests of the prophet. Uh, before we go there, however, I wanted to talk to you guys just about some of the stuff that's um, <clears throat> going on and what I'm seeing. Now, it's very interesting with all the election fraud that has happened, and I believe if I even tag this podcast with election fraud, that it'll probably be taken down. So um, I'm going to watch myself a little bit as to how far I go down that path. But with all the stuff that's going on, what I'm seeing, folks, is the king of the south is pushing at the king of the north. And I think we're getting very, very close to the whirlwind. I really do. All the stuff that's happened, I, I never could have predicted exactly how this all went down. But what I am seeing is the trends are still the same. The trends are there. there's this huge hashtag walkaway movement where you have Dem Democrats, former Democrats that have, want nothing to do with the leftist uh, stuff. The, nobody trusts the media. You know, and rightly so, and especially folks on uh, the conservative end of the spectrum, they don't even trust Fox anymore, which I think is a good thing, personally, because when we support these these people by giving them our attention, whether, and this is sports included, with the stuff that's going on with sports right now, or we've been, we know about the spiritual problems that go along with competition in sports and if we don't we should we should look into that but we definitely know about the spiritual issues that that are going on and have been going on with Hollywood i mean they are always ahead of the culture in degrading uh morality and and the reason you might be thinking right now well why is he bringing this up well i'm bringing this up because there are a lot of christians that have constitutional views, very constitutional Christian biblical views of what's going on. And a lot of them use their time by watching movies. You, you'd be surprised. And the fact of the matter is, spiritual issues included, probably that should have been the first indicator and that's the indicator reason why I stopped. I was a huge movie buff. I was a huge sports fan too. But the Lord told me, essentially what the Lord told me was I was wasting my time. And that was good enough for me. So uh, from there, and I stopped playing video games too because of that. Uh, but I used, to, I used to be involved. I was involved in fantasy football. I was a big time movie buff. And I played a lot of video games. And uh, you can imagine where my time went. So... Um, the Lord said, I have better uses for your time, and I gave those things up. But but after I gave those things up, I wanted to know why the Lord took them away from me. So I actually looked into some of those things, and I have a couple videos up on YouTube about video. I have uh, two videos up about video games. Uh, I think I have one about music, and I'm not sure if I've done anything specifically on movies, uh, but perhaps I will. But I haven't done anything on sports, but... But folks, again, even the um, all including the spiritual issues 
the fact that there are people out there who believe in the Constitution of the United States and they are not part of this whole socialist, leftist, radical left movement, um, and they still watch sports and and support these people that are trying to destroy the country. They still watch movies and support these people who are trying to destroy the country, globalists. And they still watch Fox in spite of the fact that the, the papacy essentially is running and the Jesuits are running all the media. I mean, I'm not saying you don't, if you want to check in and see basically what they're saying, that's one thing. But to have your television on all day long watching show after show after show and letting these people lullaby you to sleep so that you don't you don't think for yourself you, all your arguments are just parrots of what they say if we had taken that time i'm saying as a country to to read the bible and study the spirit of prophecy and study the, even the constitution of the united states there was no chance that we would ever have been in the situation that we are now and it's just sad it's sad for me somebody as a patriot who's invested in this country risked my life for it fought for it um, went to Afghanistan for it and it's tough to see um, I know what prophecy says prophecy says that this country will eventually fall and in a way it's already fallen uh, but I just want to encourage you folks that in spite of all that we should be rejoicing and here's why now if you believe that Trump has been part of all this stuff then there's nothing that could have happened about it anyway and this is all going according to plan and more importantly God has allowed it to happen now if you're on the other side of that coin and you believe Trump was a legitimate president who had the election stolen from him and it's not just uh, blatant fraud to try to stir up the people to to turn into a whirlwind which is what I think is going on but if you think that this happened organically like this happened that the election was stolen Trump was a, a real person a real patriot well then you got to understand that at the same time once again God allowed it to happen so maybe god is saying okay i've had enough i've had enough of the corruption i've had enough of the the globalist schemes and everything uh we're not gonna we're not gonna extend this another four years there's not gonna be another period of rest let's get these final movements underway so that i can come back to earth and take my people home and i think that's what we need to focus on folks and as Jesus said, I said it on this show before, as Jesus said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The things that are being planned, uh, we don't know. We can only speculate sometimes, and even that, it's not a good habit to get into. We don't know what's going on in the future whether there's going to be some kind of civil war or secession movement or it's it's probably going to be violent it's probably going to be very divisive but and, and the reason why is because scripture says that the king of the north 
basically destroys the radical left like a whirlwind. So it comes after him like a whirlwind, intense destruction, intense warfare. And I think they're driving people towards that right now. I really do. I think the the left politicians are are forcibly, this is a plan. I mean, to me, I see, I just see this as all part of the plan because they're, they're pushing people. People are losing. They're, they have these lockdowns and, and these this face mask tyranny. It's not supported by science. In fact, face masks are, are worse for you. If you take the data, uh, I heard uh, a commentator, Todd Herman, talk about if they if they use the same rules that they use for the flu, which would constitute a flu death. In other words, if someone died and they they said they wanted to say essentially on their death certificate that they died of the flu there are certain stipulations and criteria for that if they were to take that same criteria and apply it to coronavirus which they have not done the death count as of right now would be around 67,000 now that's what Todd Herman said so i'm not sure exactly whether that's you know true or not but it would make sense and if that's the case, that means that in 2018 to 19, when 80,000 people died from the flu, that the numbers are higher for the flu than they were for coronavirus. So be very careful who you lend your time to listening to. It's time for us, folks, to get right with God. It's time for us to take our devotion times very, very seriously, to establish a relationship with Christ like we never have before to establish a faith-based religion like we never have before, to, be, to, be, to take on the demeanor of students and teachers willing to teach others uh, when the time and opportunity presents itself, but also willing to learn and be open-minded as to what the scriptures are trying to tell us because God is at work. And all of this, here's what's insane about all of this. When Jesus comes the second time, he comes to take his people home. And he also comes to destroy those who have rejected his, his, the opportunity of mercy that he's given to the world. So if they've rejected him as a savior, it's a sad thing. But if they do that, he comes and he destroys them. So ironically, folks, ironically... All these politicians with their corruption and wickedness and um, disrespect towards the Constitution and they're smiling in your face while they raise your taxes, while they take everything from you, while they, while they force your, your business to close down and for you to lose all this money, folks, they have their reward. They have their reward in every step as I, so ironic, every, every victory that the Jesuits and, and Papal Rome get in moving towards their goal of world domination, every step that they take towards that goal, they take another step towards meeting God face to face and being destroyed by him personally. Now, that's not a goal that I want to work towards personally, okay? But that's the goal that they are working towards right now. 
So keep all those things in mind. It's tough to see the wickedness and corruption. I pray the corruption continues to come out. I pray that it's laid before the people. That way, truth, because I love truth, that, that truth um, is presented before the people and everything is seen in the right light. However, we know from Scripture that there is going to be some type of alt-right revival movement. We don't know for sure exactly who is and who is not um, in on this. But we do know most of the politicians, they're corrupt. But however, there are a few. God does have his people um, in certain places to stand in the gap. So we can't just write off every person who's involved in politics or even the media as being corrupt either because the Lord has his people there too. And they may not even know that they're his people yet, but he has his, he has his people in those positions. So anyway, I wanted to get into um, continuing with Ellen White and the tests of a prophet. Test number six we are on now. Test number six is they will not, a prophet will not contradict the Bible or the law of God. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Now, if you read a very important work by Mrs. White, talks about last day events. If you haven't if you haven't read it, you can go on to our website at www.truthtriumphantministries.org. And if you can't afford one, we will provide one to you. That's how important this book is. Uh, it's called The Great Controversy. And this is from page 593. Listen to what Mrs. White has to say. The people of God are directed to the scriptures as their safeguard against the influence of false teachers and the delusive power of spirits of darkness. The last great delusion is soon to open before us. Antichrist is to perform his marvelous works in our sight. So closely will the counterfeit resemble the true that it will be impossible to distinguish between them except by the holy scriptures. By their testimony, every statement and every miracle must be tested. So exactly in accordance with Revelation, exactly in accordance with the Bible, and telling you, drawing you back to the Bible, not saying, I have new light, listen to me, like Joseph Smith did, okay? But pointing you back to the scriptures and talking about this deception. And remember, when Jesus was talking about the last day movements, he mentioned the word deceit, or deceived, deception in other words, four times in Matthew chapter 24 when he was talking his, to his disciples about what would be going on in the last days. So there's deception among us. Lots and lots. It's thick, folks. It's very thick. And the only way we can see the difference, the only way we can understand, the only way we can discern is if we have a relationship with God, is if we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, is if we are, if our lives are guided not by our thoughts, not by our own understanding, but by what we can see in Scripture and prophecy. And you got to remember, so closely will the counterfeit resemble the true that it will be impossible to distinguish them between 
uh, distinguish between them except by the Holy Scriptures. To me, that tells me that this last day movement, which is you can prove with that revelation also, that this last day movement is going to be a revival style movement. It's going to be Christian, quote unquote, in nature. That it will be very hard for folks not to be sucked into this because it will look like a very good thing that's happening. So it's not going to be this far left movement. It's going to be a far right movement. So we have to be aware that that's the type of things that are going on. Now you compare that with somebody like Aleister Crowley, who's a self, he, he called himself a Satanist. He styled himself the beast. I believe his mother called him that. And this is from the law of Thelema. Aleister Crowley, you know, self-styled prophet, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So do what you want. That's the law. Now, is that in accordance with the scriptures? Of course not. But do who do who, who does the world usually idolize? Well, if you take a, if you take a look at what especially musicians are into, they are extremely interested in the writings and works of Aleister Crowley. You can even look up pictures of JC that says "Do what thou wilt," uh, wearing a sweater that says "Do what thou wilt." They love this guy. Uh, one of the guitarists, I can't remember his name for Led Zeppelin, very, very famous guy. He purchased Crowley's house, okay? And there's, again, lots and lots of musicians, but you never hear anything about Ellen White. And this is where people are giving their money to. People are giving their money to these people and making them millionaires. That's what's so sad. Also, if you look at Helena uh, Blavatsky, from her Collected Writings, Volume 10, written in 1988, page 280, it says, We might entreat him at the same time to pour a little light into the no less befogged heads of those who insist on boycotting Lucifer under the extraordinary notion that he and Satan are one. In other words, Lucifer and Satan are not the same. Lucifer's a good guy. Satan's a bad guy. Is that accordance with the scriptures? No, it's not. And yet, her books, like her books, The Secret Doctrine, was requested by Adolf Hitler when he was in prison for his, uh, his coup attempt. And her understanding of Aryans became the pervading understanding of Nazi Germany. So again, you hear nothing about Ellen White, but these people and their doctrines, even if they're not, even if they're not specifically uh, mentioned, their doctrines are pushed forth into the world. Whereas Mrs. White, where does she point you? Back to the scriptures. Uh, again, another quote from Ellen White from Manuscript Releases, Volume 15, page 351. Then present to them the prophecies. Show them the purity and binding claims of the law of God. Not one jot or tittle of this law is to lose its force, but hold its binding claims upon every soul to the end of time. So once again, 
to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. She is in tune with that teaching. Now, if we go back to Deuteronomy, we get our seventh marker for testing. A seventh and eighth, actually. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, and then 21 through 22. All right, it says this. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. So when God raises up a prophet, they will come up from within the body of believers themselves. It won't be some outside person that comes and says, I've received great light and I'm here to instruct you. That's a huge red flag that you should run the other way. Don't waste your time. It will be from somebody within the body of believers, somebody who is a Christian um, from within the church with proper doctrines. Now, verses 21 through 22 says this, And if thou say unto thine heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet that hath spoken it presumptuously, presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. In other words, if somebody predicts some, something and it doesn't come to pass, they are revealed as a false prophet and you are not to follow them anymore. Uh, we had an issue with this in Seventh-day Adventism just uh, last year with uh, David Gates predicting the Sunday law and then simultaneously saying, God showed me this, God showed me that, and there's been dreams and visions and all this stuff. And then he said, well, I'm not, I'm not time setting and I'm not, and, and maybe it's not going to happen at the same time. And yet he's saying during his, during his talks, he's saying that God showed him this. Did God show him that? Well, did we get a Sunday law last year? No, we didn't. Did the ceiling time close? No, it didn't. So what spirit was guiding him then? Because there's no way God is going to guide somebody to a message like that, um, which is going to shake and rattle people when it's false. Not a chance. However, Ellen White... Uh, from manuscript, not from a manuscript, 1902, page 114, September 1st, 1902. Well-equipped tent meetings should be held in large cities such as San Francisco. For not long hence, these cities will suffer under the judgments of God. San Francisco and Oakland are becoming as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the Lord will visit them in wrath. Interestingly enough, folks... San Francisco, and I would, I would say get away from those places today, especially, because they're a lot worse than they were in 1902. But there's this little something called the San Francisco earthquake of April 18th, 1906. It was followed by a fire, which lasted four days, destroying 497 blocks, covering five square miles, 28,000 188 buildings were demolished, causing approximately a billion dollars in those days in damage and costing 500 lives.
another prediction from Mrs. White from Letter 26, 1903. In the world, gigantic mon monopolies will be formed. I mean, we don't even need to go any further down, <laughs> down the passage than that, right? That has happened. We've seen all these, these huge mergers. I mean, even with the news companies, there's only like five or six groups that own all the news outlets. It's, it's unbelievable. But continuing on, it says, men will bind themselves together in unions that will wrap them in the folds of the enemy. A few men will combine to grasp all the means to be obtained in certain lines of business. Trade unions will be formed, and those who refuse to join these unions will be marked men. You know that most of the, even most of the candies are owned by just a couple companies. Mars is one of the companies that owns almost all the candies. A lot of the sodas are owned either by Pepsi or Coca-Cola. All the different kinds, they're still owned by either Pepsi or Cola. Uh, Coca-Cola. You have Walmart. You got Big Tech, Facebook. Uh, you know YouTube, Google. The same guy who owns Google owns YouTube. So we see these things. They've come to pass uh, in spades in our time. Now you compare that. Compare that with Joseph Smith from the Mormon Church who predicted several times, he called himself the second Muhammad, by the way, and um, not even getting into his sexual exploits, uh, from the book Doctrines and Covenants, chapter 84, verses 2 to 3 and 31, it says, Yea, the word of the Lord concerning his church, established in the last days for the restoration of his people, as he has spoken by the mouth of his prophets, and for the gathering of his saints to stand upon Mount Zion, which shall be the city of New Jerusalem, which shall be built beginning at the temple lot, which is appointed by the finger of the Lord in the western boundaries of the state of Missouri, and dedicated by the hand of Joseph Smith, and others with whom the Lord was well pleased. Therefore, as I said, concerning the sons of Moses... For the sons of Moses and also the sons of Aaron shall offer an acceptable offering and sacrifice in the house of the Lord, which house shall be built unto the Lord in this generation upon the consecrated spot as I appointed. So they were supposed to build Mount Zion. They were supposed to rebuild the temple. They were supposed to build New Jerusalem uh, in a boundary area in the state of Missouri. That didn't happen. In fact, they had to leave because they were basically pushed out by the community and they ended up going to Utah from there. So, according to the tests of a prophet, if they say something and it doesn't come true, what does it make them? It makes them a false prophet. Now, I think some of the most important ones that Mrs. White came up with uh, as predictions or or understanding is, is the health message, the health predictions. In 1864, she wrote that tobacco is a poison in Spiritual Gifts, Volume A, or 4A, page 128. You got to understand, okay, big deal, right? But you got to understand, back then, doctors were prescribing smoking cigarettes to people with tuberculosis, 
even up until the 1940s and 50s in this country, doctors, four out of five doctors recommend camel, you know, you can go find, you can still find these commercials where doctors are recommending smoking cigarettes from the 1940s and 1950s. Uh, I got, I have one example here for camels. It says, give your throat a vacation, smoke a fresh cigarette. And it's got a picture of a doctor on it holding a pack of camels. That's insane, isn't it? Mrs. White had already pointed this out a hundred years before it was accepted by science of our day that smoking is bad for you. It was actually 1957 that the American Cancer Society concluded that smoking was a factor in lung cancer. Also in 1863, there are those who ought to be awake to the danger of meat eating, who are still eating the flesh of animals, thus endangering the physical, mental, and spiritual health. Review and Herald, May 27, 1902. It wasn't until 2014, folks, 2014, mark the date, that the World Health Organization finally classified meat as a carcinogen. Only took them about 150 years from the original time that she had talking had spoken about this, which was in the 1860s. About 150 years behind this woman is that and and is that because this woman was some genius some spiritual elite compared to the rest of us no it was because she trusted in god and she had a relationship with him and the holy spirit worked through her you know we we can look at we can look at the the prophecies and everything and we can see the, the very interesting information that's there. But you got to understand that Mrs. White, she was just a tool, just like each and every one of us are, just a tool in the hands of the Lord. And we all can have experiences like this. Not all of us are called to be prophets. We all have our own different gifts. Some of us can teach. Some of us are endowed with wisdom. Some of us are endowed with large amounts of faith. Some of us are servants, are better servants to others than, than some are. Though we all, that's a call that we all have. And we're all called to be teachers and we're all called to wisdom. We're all called to each and every one of us, but we all have special gifts. Some of us are evangelists. Some are prophets. That's what we read about a couple weeks ago. So the great and wonderful thing is, is that I, I think that the, the final movements are getting close to underway. I just don't see how divided the country can be, um, how long it can stay like this before something uh, just, just cracks. Something's got to give is the saying, you know, somewhere. Something's got to give somewhere. So we'll have to just stay tuned. It is a scary, but it is an exciting time folks to be living because if Jesus is winding up right now and getting ready 
to come to this earth and, and shake the very foundations, then that means that for those of us who have put our faith and confidence and trust in him, those of us who, who love him, who want a relationship with him, who've accepted him as our savior, that means we're going to get to meet him finally face to face, our beloved savior. And we're going to get to ask him any question that we've ever had. You're not going to have to hear it from somebody else or this teacher or that teacher. You can get go straight to the source and then we'll ever be with the Lord. And as the Bible says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has in store for them that love him. So folks, stay true, get ready. As uh, Paul's last sermon was talking about, get ready, get ready, get ready. And take your devotion time serious in the mornings and the evenings. And trust the Lord. And he will see all of us through to the golden gates of Jerusalem, of the new Jerusalem. That's going to do it for our time today, folks. We will continue next time as we look at some of probably some of the physical tests of a prophet because we're not done here. So I'm Cody Moore and you've been listening to Truth Triumphant Radio. We'll catch you next time.